Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. We have a special mini-sode today because there's been a very important announcement made by the Rules Committee. Ban, 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 ban. Woo, woo. That's Sirens. right. There's, we, <laughs> they're coming for it. Yeah. Yes, a new card has been banned. It is Hole Breacher. Yep. This uh, card came out in Commander Legends, a very new card. Yeah. Uh, we should probably just read the card first, right? Sure. Uh, hope if, if you don't know what the card does, then consider yourself lucky. <laughs> uh, Hole Breacher, two and a blue for a 3-2 Merfolk Pirate. It has Flash, and it says, If an opponent would draw a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead, you create a treasure token. Uh-huh. Uh, let's read the uh, official announcement from the rules committee here before we go into our own analysis and thoughts and our reaction. Um, So this was posted to the rules committee's website. It says, Hole Breacher has been a problem card since its release. Its ostensible defensive use against extra card draw has been dwarfed by offensively combining it with the mass draw effects to easily strip players' hands while accelerating the controller. That play pattern isn't something we want prevalent in casual play. See the Leovold ban. And we have seen a lot of evidence that it is too tempting even there as it combines with wheels and other popular casual staples. The case against the card is overwhelming. There remain a few similar cards that are still permitted, notably Notion Thief and Narset Parter of Veils. The additional hoops required, an additional color pip for Notion Thief and sorcery speed for Narset, appear to be keeping them to the appropriate level of play, though we'll continue to keep an eye on them. Okay, and for your all, all your references, Notion Thief, similar text to Hole Breacher, but it doesn't have uh, just one color. It's two blue and a black, and Narset Parter of Veils is a planeswalker, so can be played only at sorcery speed. Yeah, both replace your opponent's draw, extra draws uh, by either just stopping them totally, which isn't what Narset does. Mm-hmm. Notion Thief allows you, to, the player of Notion Thief, to draw the cards instead. Yep, Hole Breacher just makes a treasure token. Instead. So the 
the way that this was mostly being used and what was making it like oppressive is someone would play Hole Breacher and then they would play what we call a wheel effect or a windfall. Some card that says each player discards their hand and then draws a certain amount of new cards, usually seven cards or whatever. And so what that would do is make your opponents all discard their hands, but then because Hole Breacher wouldn't allow them to draw the cards, they would end up with zero cards in hand and also you would make treasures for each of the cards they were supposed to draw. So it was often like flash in Hole Breacher on the end step, then play Windfall, create, you know, 27 treasure tokens, and you're the only one with cards in your hand now. You've got six or seven cards. Everybody else has zero. Yeah, and that's a pretty big feel-bad. Leovold was a commander card that basically did the same thing. People would pair it up with their windfalls, and that same feel-bad moment would occur. Hole Breacher, obviously, being three mana, being in one color, so that any deck that plays blue can play it, can put this combo in there pretty easily. Uh, and what they said specifically here is that it has a great defensive use against extra card draw. Let's say Josh is going off with a billion cards, and they can stop that. But people are using it offensively to do something that uh, is considered by the rules committee something that they did not want to see be prevalent in casual play, which is stripping players' hands. And for that same reason, that's why Leovold was taken out. And Leovold especially was a bad contributor because it could be a commander. So Hole Breacher has, again, it's one color, flash speed, three mana, hard to interact with. And so for a lot of those reasons combined, people on the rules committee as well as the commander advisory group decided that this card had an overwhelming amount of evidence against it that it should be banned. You know, Jimmy, when we did our set review for Commander Legends, we hit Hole Breacher pretty hard. Neither <laughs> yeah, neither true. of us liked it. I think we we're complaining about all this stuff then. Uh, what do you feel, though, about the banning? It's tough because banning's always... It feels like they come out of nowhere. Um, and, and typically, we don't... You know, we've talked a lot about this. We don't see what goes into the testing of the banning. Are they just basing it off their own play group? Are they? I mean, hearing... I see a little. I'll fill you in. <laughs> yeah, how's it, how's it been? Yeah, go, go ahead. Keep, yeah. keep, keep with your point. Um, but we don't really get to see a lot of that thinking, and we just sort of see the end product and the result. And so as a result, I think you get a very varied response. I've seen a lot of players already being like, I don't care. Didn't play it anyway. Thank goodness. And a lot of people asking, well, where is the line? Is this a slippery slope? Should we be banning other uninteractive cards like Thassa's Oracle? And so that sort of argument always happens post-bannings. Me personally, I didn't play the card, and you all know our opinion from it from our set review. So I'm personally very okay with it because I think stripping people of their hands is one of the worst things you can do in the game. There's a reason that discard is so frowned upon and we talk about tiny bones as a plague, <laughs> you know, of a card instead of one that we would happily put into our decks. Would you have banned the let's say you were the not the rules committee, you were the rules com c king. King. And it was just up to you. <laughs> Um, you know, would you have banned Hole Breacher? I think I would have made a law proclaiming that it's not cool to do what Hole Breacher does offensively with wheels and tell people that if it does happen, people will look at you with stinky faces. But I mean, <laughs> I think most people probably knew that or were learning that. Yeah, they were definitely learning that. I Which, think, are you saying you wouldn't have banned it then? I, I don't think I would have banned it because it feels like, and Commander seems to be trending in this direction, that enough playgroups and people in their groups have sort of settled on that rule zero of, yeah, we don't do that kind of thing here. Because there, there's more and more talk every single day about we set our own ban list, our own whatever is at the table, and everyone's okay with it. We allow playtest cards, whatever it is. And the whole Breacher card, as well as Opposition Agent, seems to be in that world of, hey, look, if you're going to play really competitively, then yeah, this card obviously is a pretty auto-include in a lot of decks. Otherwise, just don't put it in. Play more casually. Don't put stuff like this in that leads to those types of moments. And especially don't put in this plus a windfall combination. 
so I am on the commander advisor group, so I am privy to some of the conversations that occur um, to make decisions like these. I will say that I'm not on the rules committee, yeah. So I'm just the advisory group. So I they'll just come and you know ask our opinions, and then they go away the rules committee themselves and deliberate and make their own decisions. Uh, when I was asked, I was against the whole breacher banning for now. So what I said was. I think there's a good chance that the community will do what you said, self-select it out of mm -hmm. the playgroups that shouldn't have it. It's so new that I was like, of course, casuals are going to try it. And I also think that it doesn't read like what it is. Right. Uh, so I think what would probably have happened, I was hoping, um, is that people would put it in their deck, play it a couple times, understand, oh, oh, this is not creating a fun experience, and then pull it from their decks, like they do with Winter Orb and Blood Moon and Armageddon and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, we don't see those cards. Those are miserable cards. Holebreacher is a miserable card. But I didn't want to ban it because I think there are certain playgroups where they do enjoy that level of play, and I thought it was mostly fine at those tables and when you knew you were walking into those types of games. Um, you know, we had a Game Nights episode with Cashes where he plays Holebreacher, and Holebreacher does play a large uh, role in that game, and yet it wasn't an unfun game. We right. all knew going into that game, we all had powerful decks, we were geared up for it, we knew this was going to be that type of game, and in that situation, I think Holebreacher was fine, right? Yeah. It wasn't a miserable experience uh, in that game because we knew what we were walking into. So taking that away from those people that want that, I felt, um, wasn't warranted at this time. Having said that, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> If in six months we said, nope, they didn't yep. figure it out, they're not self-selecting it out, let's ban it. And Two I do, more wheel effects happen to be printed, you're like, yeah. okay, now we got to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah and I, so I, I do not like the design on the card. We, we, we enumerated all the reasons for that uh, in our set review episode, but l like you said, it's just a, a combination that's not good. It has flash speed, so that play pattern of... It gets flashed in on the end step. This can happen, by the way, on turn three, right? Mm -hmm. Which is unrealistic to me to stop if they're going to do this. If on turn three, Jimmy passes the turn with three mana open, and he's in blue, and then it goes to Megan's turn and Maria's turn and my turn, what is it that we are supposed to do? Are we realistically supposed to, like leave Hold up yeah. whatever interaction we have like let's say i have a path to exile in my hand am i not supposed to am i supposed to leave up one mana mm -hmm. let's say i have a counter spell in my hand am i supposed to on the off chance that i could lose on the spot to jimmy saying like okay you're in step flash and hole breacher untap for my fourth turn play a land wheel and then have enough treasure to play out pretty much my entire hand. And we all have no cards. Maybe dominate the game at that point, yeah. Probably default win in most situations. I mean, not saying it's 100%, but you're like, what, 85? 85, 90, yeah. yeah, you're up there. Because it based, and, and at that point, we know the play pattern of Commander is turn two, turn three, Mana Rocks, ramp, yep. ramp, develop, develop. Try and win by turn eight through 11 is typically what we've seen. So I don't like that play pattern. I don't think it creates like a fun situation. I think in CEDH, they're way more geared towards like, I ha always have to have my force of will up mm -hmm. my chain of vapors my you know answers. whatever whatever my answers are they know i'm people might combo out on turn three and so i have to be ready to interact with them whereas in casual they don't know those things they're not ready for that and this is a pretty easy thing to put together because it's not like a combo you have to get and the cards suck separately you've you've got windfalls which everybody plays anyway without hole breachers and stuff and then hole breacher which is just a good card that's going to stop people from drawing extra cards so uh I guess it sounds like I'm endorsing the ban, which I don't like the card for those reasons, but at the same time, I don't like bannings. I don't want our ban list to be long, and so I don't want to ban a card unless we really, really have to, and I'm not sure that this met that threshold, but it it, it was a thing where I wanted to gather more data and find out a little bit farther down the line. Um, to answer your question earlier about testing that the RC and the yeah. CAG do, that there's not. There's not like... 
any database that I can think of. And their answer to to that, if you said, well, why don't you gather data, would be like, it's very hard to gather data. True. How would we do it? You know, I think Sheldon's stock answer from years ago was like, well, it would take a million dollars to do, oh, some, right. <laughs> to gather that kind of data. And so, you know, as soon as somebody wants to give us that, we will gather it. I think that's not necessarily true. There are ways to gather the data. Um, we've tipped our toes in the water of doing that. It's not cheap, but it's not a million dollars. So I think data gathering could be done. Um, Wizards definitely does a certain amount of data. I don't know how much gameplay data they have. Uh, I don't know how much data would really help us anyway because the delineation between CDH, casual, yeah. you know, optimize. Casual is a huge spectrum and all this stuff. So I'm not sure how much data would be helpful. It's tough also to gather equal data because yeah. if you walk into the wrong room on the internet, you may find that 90% of the people vehemently disagree with you even if you're saying the correct thing, right? right. So like it just depends on where you're getting it from. You did actually gather some data though on Twitter. You put a poll out. Yeah, so... Uh, we put uh, yeah, I put a poll on Twitter just to again. This is just really, really enfranchised players that follow us on Twitter, right? This is yeah, probably yeah. But, keep in mind, yeah, this is like this is like one percent out of the whole millions, like millions yeah, yeah. and millions of people that play this game. Yeah, but in my Twitter poll, you know, several thousand people um, have uh, responded already. There were sixty percent of the people were in favor of the ban, twenty percent were against it, and about twenty didn't care either way, uh, which I found interesting. A lot of the people who are. Um, disagreeing with the ban are using an argument that we've heard for years and years in Magic, which is just play interaction, yeah. dies to removal. What do you make of that argument, Jimmy? Uh, well, it's exactly what you said. Turn three, what am I supposed to do? Hold up, right? Like, am I, am I supposed to literally take a pause on the off chance that you're going to have this thing and then ruin the rest of my game or just play normally like I would have? So the hold up removal is a really tough spot because of exactly how this card works, which is flashing end step main phase wheel. And There's, so early, right? Like, I think I can be expected to hold up interaction interaction later in the game when bigger things are happening but the fact that like a card that costs three mana will precipitate a game ending play that early yeah even as early as turn two could right? be two if you play soul ring on turn one yeah or a mana crypt right on turn one means you're playing this turn one so it's a bit tough to have that there because it's like great what everyone is going to have just the right answer at the right time how many games are going to be ended on the spot because just one person didn't even draw the removal that earlier right didn't bother to hold it up so i think that it's a tough like it's a tough argument because, yeah, sure, we could all have the right thing at the right time to answer it. But chances are, it's. I think more often than not, it's not going to happen in that way. Just, again, because of the mana cost, because it has flash and all those other factors. Yeah, let's talk about the design choices maybe that would have made Whole Breacher okay. Because I think it's like this combination of stuff that kind of puts it over the top into like, hey, this maybe needs to be banned. Uh, right. One of the things is, what if instead of stopping the other players from drawing, it only created the treasure? Then I think it's fine, right? Yeah, it's fine still. It's still very powerful because it's it combines... kind of smothering tithey. But at the very least, people can stop what you're doing because they're going to draw a new grip of seven cards. Or, you know, if they're just drawing a bunch of cards over and over again, yeah, you're benefiting off of that. I think my main problem with Hold Breacher is that it's blue. Mm. Blue doesn't need any of this extra help. They have plenty of ways to do all the things that they need to. And so giving them an option that's as flexible as this, that was one of my big design choices. And when we said, like, why isn't this just a white card? Why isn't this just one white, white? white you know or something yeah i totally agree also blue is one is the main wheel color actually it sits at the fulcrum with black and oh, red right. yeah and so if you put this into white all of a sudden the amount of decks that have white 
but also have wheel effects is much lower. Yeah. Blue decks can just slot in a bunch of wheels. Also, blue doesn't need to hamper the other uh, players from drawing cards because blue can keep up by drawing cards on its own. Yeah. We should have given an effect like this to white. White is a color that's saying like, hey, we're bad at card draw. But maybe what we can do is stop the other colors from drawing cards. Yeah, I totally agree. We, we talked about this in our set review. Uh, it probably should have been white. Probably should have cost four mana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think... What if it only worked until end of turn? Oh, it was like a, until the end of your next turn, this or until the end of turn. Yeah. yeah. If an op- if an opponent would draw, blah blah blah, then you make a treasure token. In fact, okay, I'm gonna say this, and I think it's true, but it might have been slightly different. But I believe when we um, originally play tested Commander Legends, that that was the design of the card. Oh, uh, uh, it's just until that end you turn. flash it in, and it only had its effect until end of turn. I feel like that's much more balanced because that feels like spell swindle, right? Yeah. Like that is a fine card entirely. Um, and so I could see that happening because sometimes the whole breacher might only make you two treasures because they just cast a divination type right. card, right? In that case, that seems very fine and very balanced. And then if you wanted to abuse it, you'd have to add another card to the mix, like a Dead Eye Navigator. And now you're talking about 10 mana worth of cards. Or you have to wheel and cast that in the same turn. So instead of needing only three mana, then four mana on your next right. turn, you would need like seven mana all at once mm-hmm. to do it, which is mostly fine, right? I think we yeah. could agree. I think the big problem is that it because this has, this has happened with Narset, Paravales, Leovold, Notion Thief, the fact that you can strip someone's hand is the worst part about this. Okay, so here's a design thing that they could have done. They could have worded it so that it says, if a spell or effect an opponent controls would cause that player to draw cards, ah, then so now I couldn't offensively use it. it now yeah. they can see the whole breach and they go, okay, well, I'm just not going to use any card draw effects because that'll make me. But even if one of them plays a wheel, it wouldn't strip everybody's hand just theirs it would be the player that would i think that would have been a way to sort of say hey it's going to be hard for you to draw cards but i can't offensively use this with a wheel effect yeah i think it's tough when you have these enchantment level effects on creatures that's what narset is that's what notion thief is it's something that says this is every single thing person drawing cards is going to be affected by this and so i do like that a bit more and that it gives more control to the players it gives more opportunities to be interactive and in general it just seems like what the rc is looking to do is just make games more fun whatever that might mean and i would definitely i'm definitely on the side of having zero cards where while your opponent has seven is not fun <laughs> yeah, it's pers- Ginkataxius is not fun, <laughs> but it costs so much mana. I yeah, think that's like, fine because you know. Yeah, it's when the effects are big and splashy, it's fine. They just have to cost enough mana that it feels reasonable that I could stop it. Hold Breacher is so low costed, and the, because it has flash, a lot of times when the thing happens, it you pl- replay the the game in your head and you think it's not really reasonable that I would be in a position to stop it because what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Like we said, am I supposed to hold up interaction on turn three rather than develop my board? Also, what if they just cast a three-mana draw spell instead of a whole breacher? You just took an entire turn off because you were afraid of a combo. That may or may not happen. That may or may not happen, yeah. And it's tough in those situations. So, in general, I I think this was, in a lot of ways, an an inevitability. But there are going to be a lot of comparisons to the Narsets of the world. But for the reasons we've elucidated, that's why whole breacher just notches itself up just powerful enough to, I think, deserve or merit a disinclusion from the format. I think also, one last note here, I think, you know, a lot of times people think, and maybe even designers at Wizards think, well, this card already exists, so this is an okay design space to play. Oh, right. But there are certain things where they exist and are okay only because they only exist at in an amount that is, <laughs> it's like we tolerate it. Yeah. An amount that's 
that's okay. But as soon as you make another one and another one, it it reaches a tipping point where okay, now that effect is coming up too often in games, is being used too often, and so. When there was two of them, it's fine, but now that there's five of them, there's enough redundancy in the deck that it starts to become oppressive. So I would caution the Wizards people and everybody else for using the statement of like, well, this already exists, so this is fine. One of a thing has a high variance. Mm -hmm. You know, once there's five or six redundancies for that same effects, now it's not redundant. It's not... uh, it's not variance anymore. You're going to get that effect in your deck, and you can start to design your entire strategy around it. Yeah, that's not. That's definitely not fun, and that's why we don't have Leovold as well. So definitely, I'm going to be on the lookout for Commander Legends 2 if it ever happens, and to see, because obviously these things are done years in advance, where exactly that power level is going to sit. You know, I don't think we need to be giving treats to the competitive side of things necessarily. I don't even think they want it. Yeah. Right? I think they want the cards to be not oppressive to the point where like they don't want Thassa's Oracle to exist they don't I don't even think they want Whole Breacher to exist right they <laughs> they want to find interesting ways they don't want the whole format to revolve around a card three or, or four different yeah. things yeah that's why Flash is out of here right yep okay alright to the listeners you guessed it what do you think about the Whole Breacher ban was it good was it bad do you not care how could it have been designed maybe so that the card would have been okay uh, oh I, that, that question I think is the spiciest yeah. and I really like the if an opponent controls the effect then it happens. Right, right. That's something interesting to think about. All right, before we go, we want to give a big shout out to our our new Game Nights deck box. Uh, the Kickstarter is uh, it's up. It's available right now. But we got to say, it's a limited supply product. You're looking at it on screen if you're watching the YouTube video. It's super nice. It's one of the Ultra Pro like Mythic, Mythic Alcove boxes. It's got uh, embroidered stitching, the oh, Game yeah. Nights logo. It looks super classy and stylish. It's also really high quality. The magnets on it are super strong. can hold two double sleeve commander decks, plus has a third compartment for dice and things like that. The Kickstarter link will be in the show notes. Easy to find, but it could sell out. It's been selling pretty fast, um, faster than we thought. So there's like, it technically says there's like 20 something days left, but it's probably going to sell out before we hit the end of it. Anyway, all this is to say, if you want the deck box, if it looks cool to you, if you want to rep your support of Game Nights, then get on over there to the Kickstarter, place your order right now. All right, big thanks to our amazing team here at the Command Zone, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Craig Munchett, Ashlyn Rose, Alfred Estaca. Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Han, <laughs> Jordan Bridgen, Arthur Meadowcroft, Sam Waldo, Grav Galati, and Dan Sheehan. Nice. Almost have to take two breaths now. There's so many people. I take a big breath before I start. I and then, that. But I can never get to, thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the 11 card animations that start our show on our YouTube channel, sometimes live behind us here on set. And you can always find him at Living Cards MDG. Now, if you can do the whole thing in one breath, then you're a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And the whole breacher is weaker than you. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're a Navy SEAL. That's better. <laughs> or a Navy Murphy. I, I appreciate the, the attempt to, to <laughs> tie it in. All, All right, right, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs> See you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, 
it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.